Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. Welcome to episode 22 of Harmonious World. This week, I'm joined by classical guitarist Yuri Libazon, who has a fabulous new album out now, which features three of Johann Sebastian Bach's violin masterpieces, the three violin sonatas, but played on classical guitar. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate you giving up your time. And uh, I've listened, obviously, to the uh, the Bach that you've done on classical guitar. Uh, of course. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, it's my pleasure as well. And, um, um, well, I started this project, it was um, over two years ago. And uh, it took me about two years to record uh, everything. I was always... Um, very much uh, influenced by music of Bach and if you talk to pretty much any classical guitarist they will tell you that Bach sounds great on guitar and they love playing Bach on guitar uh, but these works I think um, are a little bit different I think they're a little bit less common on guitar because they're originally written for violin unlike for example his lute suites uh, are much more often played on guitar uh, even the cello suites um, are played more often, but the violin works are kind of a little bit less often, uh, more rare uh, on guitar, and uh, I would say they're very challenging. They sound it. <laughs> they do. Well, I'm not sure if it's a good thing. But <laughs> yes, no, sorry. It's not that they sound... They sound like you can't do it, but it does, they, they're, they're very, <laughs> let's say, they're very intricate. Yes, they are. Um, and uh, a little bit of a story, when I first came to the US, I studied with uh, this famous guitarist, Manuel Barueco, uh, who turned out to be, I, I, the reason why I'm saying turned out, turned out to be is because at the time I was pretty young and I just heard his recording and I was blown away but I did not know uh, how well known he was how um, how much of a career he had I just really liked his playing and uh, one of the first things I worked on with him was one of the sonatas the first one the G minor one and I was very much uh, influenced by his playing of that piece so at that time I was just trying to understand how to phrase his music and how to you know some technical things uh, I did not even come close to thinking of recording it maybe one movement at a, t at a time or something like that but and but but at some point I realized oh I could I want to do the whole thing and it turned into a whole album um, so it's just music that means a lot to me that is emotional, spiritual, challenging, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting, isn't it, that Bach is technically just brilliant. I mean, just perfect. And yet it's, there's also a musicality and a spirituality behind it and everything. It's a whole package. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, and, and what's interesting, you can pick any direction, and you can, and there is no limit. If you if you want to delve dive into the the spiritual aspect of it, there is a lot to learn. 
to to know about his time, his style. Uh, but if you want to go to the technical route, I mean that you can make it as challenging as you want. But what I my my personal preference is to is to kind of go for what the music is asking for, not what I think it should have. Okay. <laughs> It's a little different. I, I mean, I don't know if it makes any sense, but I try to kind of have the music re reveal itself to me, as opposed to me saying, "Oh, I think um, I'm going to add more of myself into this." So I try to keep it as pure as possible, even when trying to make it work on guitar because it's a different instrument. Some things work differently on that because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the 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 sort of the range and the and the the technicality of it and i mean because obviously a guitar is plucked and a violin is bowed so how does that have an impact on how you play that's a great question um so even though the guitar you play a note and it's basically that's the beginning of the end of the note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it starts to die right away. Uh, so the way I think about it is uh, I try to imagine as if the note was sustained. And that actually makes uh, a lot of difference in how I shape the notes, how I choose the volume, the dynamics, the, uh, the timing, the rubatos. Uh, because uh, because if I did not think that way, I would probably just give up on the note and think, okay, well, I just played it, it it's dead. Right. <laughs> Let me focus on the other voice right now. But no, I try to keep in mind all the voices as they continue ringing or as they <laughs> are decaying. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of unrelated to your question a little bit, but uh, some people interpret Bach as... Um, very technical and dry uh, interpretation. I don't think of it that way. I think it has everything for me. I do think, especially the slow movements are very expressive and kind of uh, like a fantasy, especially his uh, slow movements in the violin sonatas. So they take you from, they take you different places and uh, it's, yes. uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, life <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i mean I, I think there's a reason bark has stayed around and stayed valid all this time there's something very special about his compositions absolutely and it's i feel it's an honor for me to be able to touch on these things and by no means i'm um I can say that, yeah, I know how it needs to sound, <laughs> or anybody should should not be able to say that, no, but but just to be able to play it and have your own take on it, that's, I feel it's an honor in someone's lifetime. Yeah. Tell me about the Butterfly Church, and also, where is Pacific Grove in California? Give me some oh, idea of where it is. It's funny, I was just there uh, yesterday. Oh. Uh, it's about an hour and a half maybe close to two hours drive from from where I'm located um, and it is a little bit north uh, from the Bay Area so the Bay Area is where all the tech companies are yes um, 
and there, there are a couple of small towns that have lots of art galleries and a couple of very nice uh, downtowns um, shops and they also have uh, it's, it's right on the beach on the ocean the story was that I was looking for a space to record uh, which <laughs> there's, an, there's another story that was before it during my search for um, a place to record I found a, um, a cemetery that okay. had a chapel beautifully sounding chapel but the problem with that place was that when I started recording there there was a noise and it turned out to be that they were actually cremating people it was the most <laughs> unexpected thing that happened. Wow. So, yeah, I, I decided, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I kept looking for another place. And I found, and I started making phone calls to different churches around here. And someone recommended this butterfly church. And the lady who worked over there, I think she's, she's their mu music director. She's somehow related to organizing music events over there so she said yeah anytime you want to come I'll give you the keys Wow it's yours so I I asked my engineer if he would come and join me and we spent two days at a time three times so each sonata where we spent two days recording and we had a place to stay and basically started recording after maybe after 8 o'clock until until 1 or 2 a.m. or until I was exhausted yes. <laughs> or, um, and it was really a great experience it was quiet it had to be quiet because of the traffic outside there oh, was rain as well so that's basically the experience with the church and when were they recorded? Um, I have the exact dates on the album inside the album I can look them up for you um, over the course of two years okay right yeah okay that's 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 good enough yeah so it's over the course of two years and um, so why release them now is it just taken that length of time to kind of mix and master and get it, it really took a long time because um, I was working with uh, the end of two years was the summer so okay. I, what I'm saying, yeah. So so it took two years. Yeah, but the reason why I released now is because everything came together, because I had to have the design finished, the mastering, the all the edits, everything. Uh, it turned out to be a very involved project, trying to fine tune the sound as well. I mean, you you get the you get the sound that you like in the church itself, but then you've got to convey that digitally whether that's on a, D, on a CD or you know and, and back in the day the artist did not have to worry about those things these no. days pretty much you worry about everything yeah. <laughs> you have control of everything which is good and bad yeah exactly so um, how has your how has lockdown been for you in terms of performing it's been terrible yeah uh, for everybody and uh, I lately I'm just sensing from other artists that, that there's a little bit of um, pessimism I guess happening um, because there's no end in sight I mean there is hopefully there is a vaccine but nobody really knows how, how quickly or how long it will take 
but for me, I mean, I have done a few live stream concerts, and I was able to keep all my students, so I teach them remotely, mostly remotely. I still have my studio where I teach them, a few students, um, regular, so I know they're safe. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been interesting. It was. It's been definitely different. That yeah. I cannot drive anywhere to perform or to to fly somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I think it 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 hits hardly people like myself. I, I'm hardest, sorry. Um, but I'm 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 lucky that I have my students. But for someone who is purely relying on performing, I don't know how they're surviving. No, that's right. And I think um, obviously I've spoken to several musicians, composers, conductors, performers, and they've all had different experiences. And some some performers have managed to get quite a lot of live streaming in. Uh, some have managed to get, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I, I think in the, in the States, you've simply stopped all performance, haven't you? I mean, there's, there's been nothing. Whereas here we in the in the summer there was some kind of wiggle room in terms of outdoor not exactly festivals but you know where people were starting to do things especially actually on in continental europe a lot of people were were doing bits and pieces of stuff in you know they were going to france and doing three shows and that sort of thing and there there were a few things but obviously we've gone back into lockdown so there's nothing now and for some composers and songwriters it's been quite interesting because they've actually for some of them they've found it a useful time to sort of reconnect with their the craft because they're not having to go around and tour everything they, they can literally just stay until something's finished so it's interesting how it has a different effect on different people absolutely i've talked to um I've talked to my former teacher and he said he actually is enjoying it because he's been traveling the world for like 40 years and now he finally gets to enjoy his practice at home. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, yeah. It's, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but I think long term, I don't know. I, 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 would, I would rather it go back to normal. Yes, yeah. indeed. We've had some, uh, you know, obviously there's been the, the recent talk of the vaccines and it's starting to feel as if that might be a, a window, but it's not going to be until at least the spring, if not the summer next year. So, mm. you know. Is everything also on lockdown? In Yes. So where, where are you located? I'm uh, about 30 miles north of London in Hertfordshire and we've been in lockdown for three weeks we've got another week to go with complete national lockdown again the same as it was in March although slightly different there's more sort of takeaway food up, um, go open and some more um, sort of hardware shops and that sort of thing who, that are open but not very much, um, and certainly no no meeting people for co for coffee or that sort of thing, which is you know I I thrive on that. <laughs> um, but we come out of that next Wednesday, 
so we'll have to see how that develops but in mm -hmm. in none of that conversation have i seen anything about concerts i think it's last on priority list yeah so anyway we shall see what happens with with coming out of lockdown and the vaccine and touring again and have you got uh, is there a project a particular project that you would particularly like i mean is it this would you tour this this album would you like to do that that's a great question um I would absolutely, uh, but um, do, you probably know Hilary Hahn, the famous violinist. Oh yes. She um, she toured with uh, with the Bach works as well. I, I think I'm not sure if she played all sonatas or, or partitas. I think she played everything, but in like two two parts of the concerts concert. I'm not sure. Maybe just sonatas or maybe just partitas because it's, it's very long. It's just one hour oh, for. Yeah for uh, just the sonatas. Uh, I think it'll be very interesting to have some, to do something like that. I mean, some people think, oh wow, it's a, an hour of Bach's music, but I think it's so great that it can keep someone engaged. Well, the movements are also different, aren't they? They alternate. Yeah. yeah. So it would be beautiful. It would be lovely. I can imagine that being quite intense for, as a performer. Absolutely, and it kind of got me, when you asked me that question, I was a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of, um, um, well, I have to say that my approach to recording and performing is, is slightly different. Um, I think when I approach recording, I think more of capturing the best possible interpretation or best possible performance of it. But for performing, I think it needs an element of spontaneity. And uh, I don't think it's the same as the recording. The recording can be polished and refined, but the performance needs to have that risk, taking risks. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I'm a massive jazz fan. Jazz is my kind of thing. And I love the fact that you, can go, you could go and see the same artist 40 times and you would never get the same gig. Ever, you know, not even the same. Honestly, thing. even if I play it at home twice, it's never going to be the same. No, and and I think that would be that would be stunning. It would be amazing, and that, and surely that's what that's that is the difference, isn't it? That I can put the CD on and I can play it, and I can hear this exactly the same thing, and get more out of it. Hear the different things that I can perhaps hear each on each iteration, whereas live you it's just that one and then it's gone and that's yeah. lovely and speaking of jazz i think um bach was uh, a jazz musician of his time i agree yeah because all these works yeah. are basically improvisations um, yes I, i'm a big fan of keith jarrett um, oh right and uh i played actually one of his pieces and uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of similar feeling that I'm having when I play Bach. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think with, with both composers, there's, there's that intensity, there's the technical skill. And, and it's that, I, I think it's the same as with Shakespeare, that there's a technicality and a technical wizardry and yet there's also this massive creativity and 
spirituality as well? Well, I, I, I came to realize that for great things to happen, you need to have constraints. So set of rules um, that within those rules, you can be creative. And, and I think Bach's music is very much like that. Like, for example, um, it's limited to a key. Or of course, it can go to another key, uh, but um, it's not just like here's a white sheet of paper and do whatever you want. It's not like that. No, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, very good. But I'm not yeah. a jazz musician, but I, 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 I'm assuming it's a little similar there as well. I have I have a foot in 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 both camps, and I love jazz and I love classical, and I I think it's the the control of both that's very different. Um, I I love I'm I'm a saxophone player, and I love on the rare occasions when I get to play in an orchestra. That's so you know you can't step out of line at all, even in terms of dynamics. Because if you do, mm -hmm. you're going to stick out a mile, especially as a saxophone player. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet, there's something liberating about that, which is great. Well, um, the comments I hear about classical music is, so what do you do? Um, what is, where is the creative part? Because you, you're giving the notes, you're giving directions of how to play them. So where is the cre creativity in all this? And uh, it's really actually difficult to explain. Um, it's in between the notes. <laughs> because you cannot play the same note twice, even the same way. And the directions that you're given are so few compared to how many you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. There's there are other even other dimensions of decisions that are not even considered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, every musical instrument has its own nuances. That, in fact, you can't you can't write it down. There are ways of getting a note from each instrument that isn't it's it's not possible to dictate it. it well it would be possible to dictate it but you'd be writing an essay for each bar you know yeah well um it's very difficult to i i i'm i'm quite against using words to describe music but unfortunately there's not many other tools we can use to no. So what I'm trying to say is, is words are more limiting in describing music because music carries so much information. Yeah. Um, but that's why I love doing this. I love having this podcast because it forces you to verbalize your skill as a musician. And, and I, I quite like that. I quite like the, the sometimes the discomfort that I can sense, <laughs> but, but actually um you have to be able to rationalize certain bits of it because the rest of it you can't possibly rationalize so let's not even try and rationalize the the real stuff we can just rationalize the bits that we can absolutely and i try to rationalize as much as i can uh because that gives me control that means yeah. i can i can alter it in ways in different ways, uh, rather than just write it off as magic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's how you, that's how you get better. That's how it, what I 
learn uh, the, the more control or understanding you have of something the more you can morph it into your what you want yeah yeah fantastic well thank you so much yuri it was really nice to talk to you thank you so much it is uh it was really great thank you so much brilliant uh, okay well enjoy the rest of your day and uh, i i hope the album goes well and i i'm going to encourage obviously my listeners to to listen to it because it's su such a beautiful collection of pieces so thank you thank you so much and best wishes and i hope uh, we're gonna come out of this better <laughs> exactly all right <laughs> lovely Take thanks care. yuri okay yeah. bye well that was a very interesting conversation with yuri i hope you enjoyed it thank you for joining me once more on harmonious world Please leave a review wherever you found this podcast, whether that's on Buzzsprout or Spotify or Amazon or Apple Music or wherever. And let me know what you've enjoyed listening to. And I look forward to you joining me again next time. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>